Voice for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we have two special guests from one of our esteemed sponsors, and we're going to speak with them about planning. But first, we're going to hear from our show sponsors, TrustPoint and Sunbelt Business Advisors. TrustPoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best, your business. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Hey, everybody. We're here with John Marquet and Allison Krauss from TrustPoint. John and Allison, welcome to Boys for Exit. Hey, Julie. First, uh, thank you so much for having us on today. It's a a real pleasure. And for me, and I think Allison is big fans of the pod, a a huge thrill, too. So we're very excited to be here. Uh, I joined TrustPoint last year as the retirement plan consultant. Generally speaking, I work with and counsel clients business owners, HR professionals, anyone who engages with 401ks or other employer-based retirement plans. I consult with them concerning how the plans work, the statutes and regulations that apply, and all manner of other intricacies and minutiae that govern the world of 401k. Uh, In the case of folks that aren't clients, we're generally identifying issues and letting them know how we might be able to help and improve things for them. Uh, Before coming to TrustPoint, I practiced law. I was in private practice for 21 years as a litigator and really a problem solver for my clients. And a lot of those analytical problem-solving skills, not to mention the ability to translate legalese, uh, fit right in and further my work at TrustPoint. That has to be super helpful for you in the work that you're doing with clients because you already know 
the attorney client privilege relationship and how, you know, there's such a strong bond there, right, of compliance, confidentiality, things like that. And now you're in a position where that is as much or even more these days, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think clients appreciate that and appreciate that background. And we can really work together on all manner of issues as a result. Fabulous. Um, I got to say, too, uh, before Allison, before you go, we've really not covered the topic of 401k as it relates to a business owner on the show before. We have covered uh, personal financial preparedness and life planning and things like that with, with different financial advisors since we launched the show a few years ago. But we've not dissected it down to this particular topic. And there are issues that can come up that can really derail things for sellers, right? So we're going to get into that in a second. But first, I just want to hear from Allison, because I want to know, like, okay, how did you get to where you are, right? John just shared his story. And I know the two of you work together. So tell us a little bit about you. Yes, John has been a great asset to the team. Um, I came to a similar place to John, was planning on going to law school, but did not. So um, I took the less expensive route to get where (laughs) I am today. Um, But I actually started out in our investment department at Trustpoint, had a lot of interest uh, in the more financial side of things, and then um, realized that I had a passion for working with both business owners and their employees, you know, getting to get in and meet with people at all different levels of financial literacy um, and just really develop a passion for helping people to be able to retire regardless of what their starting point was. Um, and, you know, business succession planning is a big part of that. You know, we all want to be able to be done at some point in our careers, whether we're the business owner or the employee. So that's kind of where I found my passion. And then now I manage our retirement plan services division. And so to your point, you know, a lot of business owners don't think of the 401k and that's why we're here today. We're excited to talk about it. The process can be very simple of of transitioning your 401k um, as long as you plan ahead, work with us, work with Julie. That's a big part of it. So we're excited to be here. Fantastic. Yeah, I guess um, maybe the best place for us to start with this is at the beginning. Let's just hypothetically, you have a business owner client who is talking about uh, planning for their future exit, what kind of conversation are you having with them then about their 401k? Yeah, the biggest thing, and Allison alluded to it uh, in the intro, the biggest thing is to spot the issue, right? And consider how to handle a 401k during an exit. In other words, have a plan, right? The best moves are undoubtedly to read Julie's book, Poised for Exit. That's a great starting place and to work with Julie. Because Julie and her business are going to be able to identify these issues for you early. And then the second thing to do is communicate early and often with your 401k provider. Hopefully that's trust point. Uh, and do that all before you proceed with an exit transaction. And that timing obviously is critical. You want to have these conversations and be vetting these issues with your exit planner, with your 401k provider before you're going through the transaction. And that's the key because if you're able to identify the issue, if you're having conversations with the right experts like Julie and like TrustPoint, then handling a 401k as part of an exit transaction is generally no big deal. The problems, like I think, Julie, you'd agree, many problems in this arena, the problems start when folks are excited about the transaction, they maybe address the big issues, but no one thinks about some of these details. 
And so the 401k sort of gets left behind. Then the transaction is documented, ultimately closed, and the 401k is still lingering as an issue that really hasn't been addressed. You know, of course, it can always be dealt with somehow. So if you're listening today and you're thinking, oh boy, I've got a problem, I know that you can still handle it. But sometimes the options become less appealing. There are fewer options. Maybe some of the better options disappear. And almost certainly uh, not addressing it on the front end is going to be more expensive. It's going to be more work. It's going to be more hassle than if you do identify it, you do read Poise for Exit, you do speak with Julie, and you do speak with us at TrustPoint in advance. Yeah, I think that that's the key factor for sure. I mean, in any facet of exit planning, you know, we were kind of talking about this before the show, when it comes to transition planning, it takes a whole team. Absolutely. There's no single advisor that ever has all the answers, but collectively we get pretty close. And I think, you know, you hit it on the head when you talked about early and often in terms of the communication, because without communication, we really get into trouble. And you know this, John, from being a lawyer, that people come after the fact and there's always more of a mess to clean up than if they come to you beforehand, right? There is no question about it. Uh, Proactive action is much better than reactive action, right? Almost every time. And it's, yeah, absolutely. Early and often is critical. And I think you also touched on something else, right? If folks work with you or work with us and there's something they need in another arena of expertise, uh, you and us at TrustPoint as well, we have deep benches of people we can refer you to, accountants, lawyers, whatever the expertise need may be, that we can get you in touch with. And that can really make all the difference, particularly if you do it early and often. Absolutely. So let's just talk about some of those factors that determine how a seller is able to handle their 401k. I'm sure that there are differences between different types of transactions. So let's speak to that. Yeah. And generally speaking, you've hit the nail on the head. The biggest factor that determines how a seller can handle a 401k in an exit is the type of transaction taking place. And generally, we're talking about an asset sale versus a stock sale. And undoubtedly, as your listeners and clients know, in an asset sale, the buyer purchases your assets and liabilities, but does not purchase the legal entity that owns and operates the business. Instead, the seller retains ownership of that legal entity. On the other hand, in a stock sale, You sell the stock in the business's legal entity to the buyer, who then owns the entity and everything that that owns. And an easy way to think about this, or at least how I think of it, is uh, based on one of my guilty pleasures, which is the show Storage Wars. Uh, And I think guilty pleasure is the right right way to describe that show, by the way. Uh, If you've ever seen it, it might be helpful to think about In an asset sale, you're doing what the folks on that show are doing, right? You're buying the contents of the storage locker. Uh, And as the show makes clear, you know, there are assets in there, but there are a lot of liabilities sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you're buying old gym socks, which isn't the best. Uh, And then contrast that to a stock sale where you would be buying the locker itself, right? You'd be buying the entity and you'd be getting 
what's inside the entity, everything that the entity owns. And with that in mind, in a stock sale, it's helpful to think of it once the transaction is closed, the buyer and seller are basically the same employer. And the buyer then becomes responsible for the seller's 401k plan. From a seller's perspective, the responsibility for the 401k transfers with the stock sale. So in one way, if the issue is not spotted in advance, it may well be the buyer's problem after a stock sale closes, but that's not a good way to think about it. And if you're looking for a smooth transaction, a surprise like this during the transaction, even after the transaction, particularly if you're aware of it as a seller, and or if you're going to be engaged in a lot of instances, sellers will still be engaged with the buyer for some period of time as a consultant or in some other arrangement. This kind of thing is not a good thing. This kind of surprise, this kind of problem, not a good thing. Much better to identify it, as you're going to hear us say over and over and over, early and often to vet the issue in advance, to have conversations between the buyer and seller so you don't run into trouble with this down the road. On the other hand, in an asset sale, the situation is essentially reversed. The seller retains ownership of the legal entity that sponsored the 401k. Thus, the seller retains responsibility for that 401k plan. So this is an issue that lands squarely in the seller's lap. And if a seller doesn't recognize that ongoing responsibility, in other words, if the seller isn't talking to Julie, isn't talking to TrustPoint, isn't talking to people who will know to identify this issue and address it, it could pretty quickly lead to trouble because generally speaking, some action needs to be taken at that point in the process. So again, remember the 401k and talk to Julie, talk to TrustPoint, handle it, vet it, discuss it in advance of a transaction. It would also seem too that when there are transaction people involved, business attorneys, investment bankers, those kinds of people, there's more than one person that's working with the business owner to make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. At least that's what we hope when we're helping our clients assemble a team. There are things that need to be like, not all of us are experts in this field, right? We need TrustPoint to help us figure this out. How exactly is that handled? Maybe you could, uh, Allison, could you let us know on that with them? in an exit and there's a 401k, how do you put that all together? Absolutely. In the majority of cases, we see what's called a plan termination. And I think John mentioned earlier that this can be very simple for business owners, especially to your point, Julie, if you're working with the right team. But a 401k plan termination, unlike setting up a 401k plan, which as you business owners know, can take a very long time. And there's a lot of planning and detail that goes into that. Terminating a 401k is simply signing a plan action that closes the plan to future contributions, allows current employees and former employees who still have a balance in the plan to take distributions. They can choose to cash out. They can roll to potentially the the buyer's 401k plan or an outside IRA. Where we see kind of some issues with that is, to John's point, in an asset sale, almost always you'll terminate the 401k plan. Mm -hmm. There are some lingering compliance issues and some timetables that a seller has to abide by that, frankly, there aren't a lot of 
advisors that necessarily are thinking about that because there's so many other intricacies as part of the sale. And so that's our job, you know, to track those things, to track those dates, to let our clients know, all right, you do have to file that final 5,500, which goes to the Department of Labor, you know, and there are very steep fees, even when a plan is at zero for not filing that. And so that's something that we're watching out for some of those kind of final lingering details of closing the plan. Um, And of course, Unfortunately, it often happens seven plus months after the close of the sale. So right when you're trying to really get into enjoying retirement, there are a few loose ends that need to be tied up. Um, And that's kind of a surprise to some sellers, you know, that there's still something that needs to happen way after uh, the transaction has long since passed. Well, especially if they don't have the guidance of someone like you. Okay, exactly. They're just left to their own defenses and they don't even know. Right. We talked about this before the show, too. Right. There's all this this whole realm of what they don't know that they don't know. I mean, we all fall into that sometimes. Yes. You can't be an expert on everything. Unknown unknowns. They're they're (laughs) a difficult problem. You can't ask a question about something you don't know to ask about either. So, yeah, the question actually has to occur to you to to Mm -hmm. ask it for sure. So within this whole timeline that you're uh, that you're talking about, um, if we miss those deadlines, then we could be talking about some hefty penalties, like you said. Absolutely. Um, but, but then what happens if the deal falls through? Like, say, for instance, you've closed out the 401k and for whatever reason, the deal doesn't close, then what? That's a great question. So if the deal doesn't go through and what we see with most plans is they're terminating their plan the day before the sale, the timing of a plan termination in an asset sale is less important than it is in a stock sale. Hmm. With a stock sale, you'd want to terminate the plan. And John's going to speak to this too, but prior to the date of the sale, because if you do not, then you lose the option to do so entirely. And that can create a lot of headaches for the buyer and just the seller buyer relationship. With an asset sale, you can actually wait until the transaction has been complete to terminate the plan. And that's what we see most frequently. At that point, most of the employees have transferred as a part of the asset sale. And so they would already have a distributable event anyways, would have full access to their balance and have the same opportunities as if the plan was already terminated. So that's a very easy timeframe. You know, uh, the main consideration at that point is fees. You know, how much longer do you want to keep paying us to maintain a plan with very little assets. But on the stock sale side, you know, what we usually see is if someone notifies us in advance, we're terminating that plan the day before the sale, you know, hoping that at that point, there are no lingering issues that are going to come up last minute. Um, Because if there were, I mean, that's not something that you can take back, essentially. And the seller would have to wait a certain amount of time to reestablish a 401k plan. So it is kind of a, you know, it's, it's a tricky topic, especially in, in the case of a stock sale. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it all goes back to planning, right, John? That's right. It, it, that, all, that whole discussion reinforces the idea that communicate early and often, right? Because if we're in touch, if you're in touch with the client who's in touch with the transaction, uh, then that can be coordinated and the dance can be done in a way that works. If people aren't in touch or communication is lacking, that's where you can run into an issue. Absolutely. And I've put, I've drafted a plan action to terminate a plan and changed it seven times because the closing date kept getting pushed out. You know, we're very familiar with how the process works and very adaptable to be able to make those last minute changes to accommodate the process. 
Fantastic. Yeah, the, the more we can take off the plate of the owner, the better, right? Absolutely. That's a big sure. for. Well, I'm sure that you have got a success story that you can share with our listeners, and I want to hear about that. We've got a couple of other questions, and we're going to have to wrap up in, in a few minutes, but let's touch on a success story. I know that there are many of them, but there's probably one that the two of you could share um, some details on. Yeah, Allison and I just worked with some folks, uh, and this is a pretty recent success story. We helped a client and a buyer through an exit transaction. Uh, our original client was the seller. Uh, it was an asset sale, and it was a I'm selling and moving south kind of deal. And there, there wasn't going to be any business left. The key was, and, and as we've talked about, early and often communication throughout the transaction. We were in regular communication, not just with the seller, our original client, uh, but also with the buyer. And that communication amongst all the parties made the 401k part of the transaction incredibly smooth. Indeed, as a result, the buyer decided to move its plan to trust point. In other words, they looked at the seller's trust point plan and decided they saw better value, better service and what we were doing. And that's a great success for us because those are things we focus on and we're proud to be able to offer to our clients. Uh, and there, as Allison was talking about earlier, it made sense to terminate the seller's plan first, then move the buyer's plan to trust point, and then facilitate the rollover of balances from the closed seller's plan into the buyer's new trust point plan. And the process worked well because we were in contact with everybody. We were in touch with all the issues. And we were able to really make it smooth for the buyer, for the seller, for everybody involved. I love it. You made it a non-event. Exactly right. And that's that's what it should be, right? If it's yeah. an event, that's generally not going to be a good thing. Well, if it weren't for the service and the expertise, then it would have been an event. But you made it a non-event because you guys <laughs> know what you're doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay, um, we haven't really talked a whole lot about financial planning, financial advisory, but I know that TrustPoint offers those services. And, you know, that's something that I talk to my clients about all the time, that you have to have this relationship. Generally, though, the 401k company and firm that manages those funds in that program are not the same as the personal financial planner of the business owner. But in your case, in TrustPoint's case, you guys offer those services. So maybe we could talk about the relationship between those. Maybe maybe before we do that, we could even talk a little bit about where some of the problems lie as we as we explore that avenue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even down, well, first of all, how we usually find out about these transactions is about two weeks after they've happened. You know, we get a call from the business owner and we're very excited for them, obviously, but a little bummed that we didn't find out sooner because again, as John mentioned earlier, it can limit their options. So it's a phone call. Hey, yes. guess what? We're selling our business. What happens next? You know, it's a little late in the game at that point. So one problem that we see with stock sales specifically is that you no longer have the option to terminate um, the 401k plan. If it is after the transaction has already taken place, the seller cannot terminate so options at that point are to freeze the plan, which is not as an attractive of an option as 
um, terminating the plan, merge it into your own plan. With that, you have to take into consideration what are the provisions of the plan? Are they more generous than your current plan? Because if so, if you choose to merge them, you may have to, by default, make your plan more generous to match it because you can't take away certain benefits from employees that have already had that benefit. Well, sure. Um, or you can operate it as a separate plan, which can be you know, more expensive. You have different eligibility periods. It can be very confusing. Um, interestingly, though, even in the case of termination and, and terminating prior to um, the transaction happening, what we see is that the owners often forget about their own 401k balance. You know, they're, they're very focused on the sale itself and the business proceeds. You know, those monies usually kind of generally make it into one pot eventually or make it to the same place. But even thinking about themselves and the timing of having to have those conversations, because once you start the plan termination process, there are certain windows of time where the funds have to be distributed. So um, it is really nice at TrustPoint, and John can speak to this too, but you know, we have a family office that handles very complex financial situations and large business transactions. We have a wealth management division. We have a ton of attorneys and CPAs on staff to John's point earlier too. And so we're able to look at everything from kind of a holistic perspective, not just at the granular 401k level, which I think is really helpful. Yes, yeah. I love that, that holistic perspective. That <laughs> I mean, you just can't let any stone go unturned. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to kind of look under each one. And to Absolutely. your point about the family office, um, we're going to be featuring Christine in April. And we're going to be talking about that in, in April and, and your services there. So very important to, to make sure that our listeners are aware that, you know, it's not the same thing and that they all work together, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Allison's described what we offer on the wealth management side wonderfully. And I think that that's an area, too, where, again, hitting our same theme, communicate early and often. You want to have Julie involved, TrustPoint 401k side involved, and your personal wealth manager involved before the transaction takes place, right? By having our, our wealth management personal folks involved, you can deal with tax issues. You can deal with, hey, what are we going to do when we get this liquid event, when we come into this money? And you can think about it without having to react. You can be proactive and not have to react in the moment. And that can make all the difference in terms of how you handle it and how ultimately the transaction is structured and, and what results. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of owners will wait until after the liquidity event to figure out what they're going to do with, you know, this windfall of money, which... Unfortunately, at that point, you're, you've kind of lost what some of your options might be, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's avoid, right. Avoid it's, uh, some tax. And yeah, so we definitely don't need to pay more than, than what we have to. So um, we're at the point now in the show where we're going to talk a little bit about some action items that we can leave with our listeners. And I'm sure that the two of you have got a couple that you could share briefly with our listeners on what they could do next in this topic. Yeah, I'll go first. The big one, and we're going to repeat it over and over and over again, is to identify and raise 401k-related issues, as well as, we just touched on it, personal wealth management issues with Julie and TrustPoint and other experts early in the process. The sooner these issues are identified, the easier they're going to be to deal with, the more options you're going to have, the less they're going to cost to handle, all that good stuff. In other words, earlier equals better results. And that's really what we're after. Better, more straightforward and simpler results. That definitely does simplify for sure. 
Anything else? Yeah, I mentioned earlier that a big part of my passion for this role is working with both business owners and employees. And I think what I love the most about working with business owners is seeing the um, care and concern that they have for their employees, especially when these sorts of transactions are taking place. You know, are my employees going to be cared for um, down the road? And with that said, there are things that you can negotiate with a buyer as to how their plan might operate. You could um, require that the buyer allow your employees to have service recognized for their time working with you. So as an example, a, a buyer's plan that an employee might be eligible for, they could require a one-year wait. Well, maybe you've had an employee that's worked 20 years, you know, and has been able to contribute to your plan all along, you know, have those conversations as a part of the process so that you can negotiate what's in the best interest of your employee so they can continue to save for retirement. Um, and it just, it helps the whole process to to go more smoothly. And, you know, the buyers aren't going to want that kind of disruption anyway. They want to make sure that they can keep those key people happy and trying to make it as seamless as possible. It makes total sense to me to uh, continue working with TrustPoint, you know, going into, you know, with the new entity and the, the integration of the new company. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Makes a lot of sense. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Allison and John. This has been great. We'll have to have you back soon. Um, because there's so much more that we could unpack around this topic. And uh, as always, we will have contact information on both of you in our show notes for our listeners, as well as tagging you on social media so that people can easily find this episode and download it. For our listeners, thank you so much for joining us, for listening, for your reviews, for your downloads. We really appreciate everyone following. Please join us again next time.